It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 140, King Jehoshaphat and the Revival in Judah. Second Chronicles 17. Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. Strategically, Jehoshaphat starts excellent. By fortifying his cities, it controls the much-important highways into Jerusalem and Judah with soldiers and fortifications. We have to note that these fortifications were a problem for northern Israel because we'll see Ahab try to counter this by building up Jericho again. Remember that old city that was probably a heap of ruins at this point with the curts attached to it by Joshua back when it was destroyed when the walls fell down? Well, we'll get to that later. Strategically, Jehoshaphat was doing great. He had an excellent start to his reign as king once he had taken over the kingship from his father Asa in the kingdom of Judah. But spiritually, he is a winner. 2 Chronicles 17.3 The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. It's really cool how Jehoshaphat is so faithful, but I love to see how the Lord rewards him. It says he gave him peace on every side and established his kingdom. The people brought him gifts, and he had great honor. Next, Jehoshaphat did something really cool. He sends out teachers throughout the land of Judah and into the countryside to evangelize and teach the people the ways of God again. This is always important after the people of the countryside are neglected to re-educate them again. In the United States, it seems to be every new president's agenda to reform the education system. But in this case, the basic infrastructure of the education system in Judah was probably lacking, and Jehoshaphat wanted even the poor in the countryside to not miss out on the knowledge and ways of God. Take note how this action is reflected on his third year as king. In this case, it might as well have said on the third day, because the power and impact of this sending out into the countryside resulted in great revival. Second Chronicles 17, 7. In the third year of his reign, he sent his officials, and I'm not going to try to pronounce all of their names, but with them were certain Levites as well. They taught throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went all around to the towns of Judah and taught the people. What a wonderful start, and other kings will follow up on this concept of reaching out to the countryside and less fortunate. State-sponsored evangelism works. God's response was greater presence of himself. 
I kind of picture it like some CGI effect. The Lord's presence over the temple in Jerusalem increased in light, and a more radiant effect remained upon the nation of Judah, and it terrified its neighbors. The truly hungry sought the light and brought great gifts, and desired to know the source of this great power and light. Second Chronicles 17.10 the fear of the Lord fell in all the kingdoms of the land surrounding Judah, so that they will not go to war against Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 goats. God's presence caused a favor to fall upon Jehoshaphat in Judah. Even the Arabs brought him huge flocks, for no apparent reason except God's favor. What a king. Take note of all the countries mentioned, bringing him gifts. And then ask the question, where was northern Israel? And what about Ahab? Regarding Ahab to the north, he was experiencing a boom as well. But this was followed by a devastating famine, which will wreck his economy. Further, later after the famine, Ahab will try his best to cement a friendship with his very powerful neighbor to the south by marrying off his daughter to Jehoshaphat's son. This will be the primary error of Jehoshaphat's life, but as for now, he was experiencing incredible revival. No daughter of Ahab can mess this up. Jehoshaphat would go on to amass an enormous army and an enormous fortune, and to continue to build up fortifications, which he might just need in the future. Next week, we discuss Ahab and Jezebel and speak to the moment Elijah is introduced to the world. To conclude this episode of Message to Kings, let's discuss the rewards of Jehoshaphat's faithfulness. Due to his faithfulness, great immense wealth and honor and prestige fell upon Jehoshaphat. But way before that, there was something else. But would you want that? Great immense wealth and honor and prestige. I think it's great, but it's not what Jehoshaphat wanted most of all. What he wanted was God and a rule and wisdom. And because of this, favor and abundance fell upon him. The model Jehoshaphat showed was faithfulness and devotion to preach God's word, to spread his message, and to steward what God had given him. This he did by tearing down the idols from the land. He made God the highest of priorities by teaching the people the ways of God. In turn, God increased his presence, and enormous favor fell upon Jehoshaphat and Judah. I like how it never showed Jehoshaphat asking for riches and fame. Like Solomon, who asked for wisdom, he was given more than he asked for. I truly believe there's a message in this. If we make God our highest priority, and if we throw down our idols, and we reteach ourselves and those around us the word of God, God will pour out his spirit and give us wisdom to fulfill what he has required of us. Another thing to point out is Jehoshaphat's keys to revival. He started by consolidating his position with soldiers and fortifications and shields of protection and hedges of protection. He did this to prevent external attacks while he dealt with his internal demons. Next, he ignored the voices of the Baals and didn't consult them. He sought the voice of the Lord and obeyed his commands. After receiving his commands... 
He obeyed God's voice and tore down the high places and destroyed the Asherah poles and was so devoted that he made his energies and resources available to spread God's word to the people in the countryside and those around that were drawn to God's presence. God, may we be a people that model this excellence, a steadfast revival spirit. May we put God first and be his people and fulfill his purposes and have all the resources required to do our assignment. Fill us with your presence and your favor, O God. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page, or if you want to chat, email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.